Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Wallen, Zach Duren, Daniel and Cara Lighting, and our newest one, John Goals. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. We are your hosts as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And we are here to talk to you about Wisconsin things like we do every week, pretty yeah, much. Huge. And uh, no, uh, no difference here. We're going to be talking about a cool place in Hubertus, Wisconsin yeah. called Holy Hill. Holy hell. Holy shit. <laughs> and uh, I know that actually one of uh, my bandmates was just at Holy Hill. It's a very uh, cool place. A couple uh, weeks ago. Whether you're religious or not, it's still a really cool place to yeah. just go and check out. I, I saw mean. a concert there one time, uh, uh, like an orchestra. Uh, and actually at the time, uh, one of my, um, I think it was a, a girlfriend of mine. Uh, it was her aunt was playing like cello. She was a good cello player or something like that. But Hey, beyond that, Holy Hill is a really cool place to go and visit. It's obviously on a hill, um, one hell of a hill, if you will. Yeah, definitely. It's a hike to get up there. It is. Have you ever been in the bell tower? I have not, but that's, that I is, was actually just going to say that's where Adam's dad was, uh, Scott, oh yeah. uh, just uh, a couple weeks ago, and he took pictures up there, and a uh, really neat place. Yeah, you um, definitely don't even have to be Catholic to enjoy its beauty. It's no, exactly. It's still a great place to go and visit, even in the fall when all the leaves Still change. sick architecture. Oh, yeah, for Awesome, sure. cool place. Uh, like you said, if you wait till the fall, you're really going to get a spectacle. Oh, yeah, it's colorful. Um, really awesome area for, for the changing of the leaves and stuff. All really old things to do, you know, go change, go look at changing leaves and visit a stone structure. <laughs> let's go it's watch, cool. let's go watch the birds. Do you want to go on a Sunday drive? <laughs> yeah, for And sure. get in everyone's way? <laughs> That's what I do nowadays. Um, awesome. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Plus, we have great Wisconsin music once again today uh, by J.E. Sund. We are going to play another one here since we've got an amazing Wisconsin artist who's playing phenomenal Wisconsin shows here. Um that's we, what we're that's what we're trying to promote here. Yeah, for sure. And like the cool thing about this is like um collaboration with some like LA based artists and some other stuff too, yeah, which I, I thought was pretty neat. Just a huge like a crossover. Exactly. Know, so. Yeah. It's it's really really cool. Uh really again, I know we said it enough on last week's episode, but super proud of uh of of that uh of of Wisconsin for having such an amazing artist and for playing, you know, these these massive shows again. Uh, like we talked about on last week's episode, uh, a little bit about Mile of Music Festival. I think of any of the places you should go and see J.E. Sund is at Mile of Music in Appleton. because Is that a cool place? It's amazing. I've because actually never it's, been there. It's essentially just a weekend of music in Appleton where the entire city shuts down, kind of. You can walk all the streets, every venue, every bar, 
has a different band playing from all over the world. That's cool. So you could see somebody from like Louisiana playing this show here in Appleton and they are phenomenal musicians. Andrea and I saw so many different uh, uh, bands and we just went for one day and it was phenomenal. They even have a bus that they do concerts in the back of like in the park. So you actually get in the bus and the band is towards the back and you are just like, it's the craziest shit ever. Um, Really awesome, awesome, fun stuff happening there. Dude, Plus, you great. get drunk. Pretty I mean, good. if you get fucking trash and you just sit on the bus and listen, you still get to listen yeah. to music. Like I'm, I can't move anymore. And then you can go to like Denny's at two a.m. Yeah, you right. Know, it's it's great just to soak up the suds. Yeah, just to get diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're gonna get diarrhea from the brews, but then adding oh, Denny's yeah. on top, it's like the next level. This is a three area. Yeah, this we're is we're talking about. Yeah, Treso. this is. This is the the best of the best. The Treso of queso, <laughs> man. It just comes out like liquid. It's like. Oof. <laughs> So, we also have uh, amazing uh, beer review of today, course. like we like we do. We're just going to pick one and drink it and, and tell you all about it. And no matter how disgusting it sounds uh, to you guys that we're talking about what's in our mouths, uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we're, we're still going to do it. This has been 150 some odd episodes of, of that, and we're not going to change now, okay? Yeah. We kind of ever You can't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then we also have, of course, how many logos? Yeah, and I know it's been probably the like, WWF segment, and it's probably DUIs. it's probably been you know twenty episodes since we have an interview. But with it being so busy, and like you, like the amount of work it takes to get those interviews lined up is it's, just unreal for me right now. It's just and honestly, unsustainable. And like we do have some obviously in our works. Like Carbon Four is going to come on when we can get them on. Yeah, and we do have some other other like local establishments we want to have on here, but. It just can, might be a little bit. So just well, hang on with us and enjoy the format we have currently. As as with everybody right now in the summer, it's just can you fit any time into the, the you know a Sunday, and that's really where it kind of comes down to. So we we have individuals that we've reached out to that are definitely interested. It's just uh, you know Russ and I don't have the time outside of a Sunday, you know every uh, like once a month to be able to to really focus on podcast stuff you, you know the so. one i'm really excited about when we do have her on those the one from the forest hill cemetery i was just gonna say talking about natural talking about natural burials and yeah. stuff and how you can actually basically just get thrown in the ground if you have private land that's which, what we're gonna do that's what i'm doing yeah i'm getting tossed in there dude i'm gonna like i want to be buried with my skateboard unless i'm murdered and somebody puts me in just like a random Are grave you anyway. got it you got to go old school wisconsin too and just put murdered on yeah your, on your gravestone that's it no name here lies Murder. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> he, here is stabbed guy. Stabbed dude. Yeah. This guy died. Uh, but awesome stuff on today's episode. Um, Holy Hill is old as shit. It's and pretty awesome. it, there's a ton of history about it. So I am sorry in advance for how uh, discombobulated this might sound. Uh, but I, try, it is, I tried to formulate it yeah. kind of like I, I kind of took it close to like how the Wikipedia was laid out, which is kind of unfortunate because I don't love Wikipedia. But at the same time, I think it kind of covers the generic of Holy Hill, if you will. Yeah. And kind of which I want to do because there's a lot like there's a whole book on the Holy Hill website where you can yeah. go chapter by chapter and learn about each individual topic we're going to go over today. Yeah, it's an incredible place with long history. And that's why it, it sort of. It, it's really tough to sort of boil it down and to condense enough to, to where it seems, you know, 
mildly educational, but also fun to hear about. I yeah, mean, for sure. Because I'm not here to start a uh, an actual college lecture and, about this place. But. Yeah, and, and we kind of talk about it to you. Like, we're literally like a business manager. We're to go on the 10,000 foot view here. Like, this is what it is. I'm if a businessman. If you want to go into the details and be like the, you know, the Indian and go into it, like not the chief, but the Indian. And, right. And go deeper into it. You're more than welcome. Well, like, and Jay, like kinda, Jay-Z said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Oh, shit. I know. Wise words from a piece of garbage. Is he? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't even know. I him. don't know him very well, like, obviously. Uh, Jay-Z is... Uh, he makes some great music, but I heard he's kind of a trash bag in real probably. life. Probably. Yeah, I it's kind of. I guess it's like Kanye... He like, was a drug dealer, yeah, so... Yeah, I guess it's like Kanye and Michael Jackson. They're kind of dirtbags, but their music is still hot. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm not going to stop listening to Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he may have... I've said that a million times. Yeah, I'm he may have... Stop he, listening he diddled to things him. that, like, nobody right. else would, like... There was some risque shit he did, but like his music's yeah. still hot. Bill Cosby is still funny as shit. I'm still going to watch his old specials, but it is kind of weird. Did you ever see it? Now, this is a little off topic here, obviously. We're going, sorry guys, on Holy yeah, Hill episode I two, to. I'm going to say a couple Hail Marys over <laughs> yeah. here while we talk yeah. about this greasy shit. Uh, don't worry, I'll pray later, but for now I have to tell you that there was an episode of the fucking Cosby show where Bill Cosby is talking about his barbecue recipe, and he is telling his wife... Uh, whatever Huxtable, I forget her name. Um, but she's like, you know, what, what do you put in that? And he's like, haven't you ever noticed that after people eat my barbecue sauce, that they get loosey goosey and, you know, feeling, you know, extra, uh, aphrodisiac, you know, it's, it's just what the fuck. And then he even goes over the, this other little kid is about to eat a piece of his barbecue chicken. And he like slaps the chicken out of the kid's hand. And he's like, you, I don't think you can have that. And it's like, clearly he's talking about, you know, how he roofies chicks and, and, you know, drugs them in order to, you know, have sex with them. Jesus Christ. It is crazy. I thought you were talking about like hot, like getting rigid. Like I thought you just dropped like powdered vague. Yeah, and and I think that that's part of it, like that it gets them in the mood, but it also like Jesus Christ, he was drugging disorients chicken. Them. I know, dude. Who the fuck drugs chicken, bro? I know. And this is what I'm saying is that I think he he clearly was taking his real life activities of and like drugging chicks onto the show and and putting it into like a more digestible, uh, th- like yeah, it's kind this of is barbecue chicken instead of I'm you know putting roofie in your drink, you know, and yeah, like I said. You know, full creative control of Cosby Show is is Bill Cosby. You know, uh, he tells them basically what the what the episode's going to be about. Now ever, write a story. Do you ever notice that everyone has a Coleman tent after they leave here? Yeah, like just fucking straight rigid. Do you ever notice that everybody wants to f after we're <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> after they eat That's my barbecue? Hard. I never realized that. That's pretty yeah. greasy. Man. They can't say the no Cos, to me. Hot Cosby. But um, anyway, all right. Obviously, the the the. The place that we're talking about today, Holy Hill, has absolutely nothing to do with Bill Cosby or Michael Jackson yeah, and the sorry. horrific acts that they've committed. Um, but this place, what is it? It's let's, like let's, five thousand years old, or what? Let, no, let's clean this show up a little bit here and talk about Holy yeah. Hill. So let's just actually stop recording and then and just, just start over again. Yeah. <laughs> So tradition actually says that the hill was discovered by Europeans uh, 350 years ago in 1673 by Father Jacques Marquette and Louise Joliet. However, modern historians view this tradition as untrue, though Jesuits were likely the first Catholic priests to set foot on the hill. The U.S. government actually owned this land until 1855, and the hill was known as Government Hill because the surveying work was being done there. Obviously, you're up on a hill. You can see for miles up there, by the way. 
When I wonder, you know, what what sort of surveying work was being done up there, just mapping out the land mapping from in, up high? Yeah, exactly. Nice. And 40 acres were eventually purchased by Father uh, Paul Huber of Salzburg, Austria. But the first white resident that actually settled on the hill was a hermit named Francois Subrio around 1862. An area farmer found him living on the hill. Subrio had heard about the hill when he was working as an assistant to a retired professor in Quebec, Canada. Quebec. Quebec, yeah, hey, bud. Uh, He had found an old French diary and map dated 1676 showing the cone-shaped mountain in Wisconsin. And the diary actually described as the altar placed a stone altar raised across and dedicated the hill to Jesus' mother, Mary. And the diary account corresponds with the Jesuit missionary work in the area between 1673 and 1679, way before America was even a country. So let's just put this out there. He found a diary. He read it. He probably Which thought it was like not a holy. A good idea. He probably thought it was a holy land to be yeah. honest, but like, and, and yeah, it, it definitely it depicts uh, um, somebody putting a stone altar, raising a cross, uh, dedicating it to uh, Jesus's mother Mary, and uh, um, cool cool backstory on on the initial findings of this place. Uh, from like the 1600s, uh, which is tough to even imagine that there was, you know, people back then, but it's, it's nuts to me always. Anytime we, we mention dates of like 1600s, I'm like, how the fuck did they find anything? Like I can't even find my car keys and yet they found a diary and a bunch of shit that talks about, you know, how old this place was. That's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. And a funny story about Holy Hill is, um, I was dating a girl who was kind of Catholic and we went, who was um, kind of Catholic? Yeah, she was pretty Catholic, to be honest. So we went there. She liked f- cats. So we went there on Easter Sunday, um, basically to do the stations of the crosswalk and the church service. And, like, I'm not going to lie, like, that thing lasted, like, it was a whole day event. And I was just, like, I was over-churched at that I point. was out-churched, man. I was, I was over-churched. And, like, the guy was pretty old. Like, you know how they walk down the centerway and they have, like, the little smoke and they kind of just go back and forth and walk down? It took the guy, like, 15 minutes to get down there because he's just so old. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, dude. Like, holy shit. Holy hill. <laughs> so the actual name Holy Hill was actually first given um, to the place by Irish settlers in the area. Father George Strickner dedicated a log chapel as the first shrine of Mary and help of Christians on May 24th of 1863. A set of wooden crosses were placed for the Stations of the Cross in 1875. I was just talking about that. In the winter of 1879, Friar Ray sent a proposal to Archbishop John Henney to construct a new shrine to Mary. Construction began that spring. Pilgrims began flocking to the shrine, and it was decided that a religious order should administer the shrine. And a group of... How do you say that? I'm not very religious, by the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, discalced uh, Camelides. Yeah, came from Bavaria <laughs> at the invitation of 1906. And the building now known as the Old Monastery Inn and Retreat Center was completed in 1920. The second shrine was removed in 1925 so that the third shrine could be built. And the cornerstone of the third and present shrine was placed by Archbishop Messimer on August 22nd, 1926, and the president, the present church that we know today was actually completed and consecrated in 1931. And that original cross is actually still in one of the buildings. I don't remember which one, by the way, but they did move that cross and it's in a glass case. The original one from the 1600s, you're saying? Yeah, yeah one of the original ones. It's it's yeah. super rotted out wood now, obviously, because it's old. But right, it's like right. inside a glass case inside of one of the buildings currently. Hey, man. That's pretty, pretty rad that it was... I guess I, I don't ever understand someone's... Like, 
drive to preserve, you know, like I don't, I, I guess I'm not that way. I don't think to, you know, preserve, obviously we're from a generation where it's like, you know, you use it until it's, uh, considered broken or, or outdated and then you just throw it away. Right. Whereas I feel like, you know, these individuals, their whole, their whole idea was to preserve that history and that it's going to mean something to somebody someday. And I just, I don't, I don't know that it's yeah, not, sure. it's not in my, in my blood to, to, you know, to do that. But I'm, I'm obviously glad that somebody thinks that way because th- this place is very neat to visit. And when you think about, you know, even, even the, the church that's there now was completed 1931. That's still old. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but to know the, the, how the land kind of began is really cool too. And knowing that, you know, the, the, some of these early, early on, um, settlers and stuff. Sorry about that. <laughs> Didn't mean to growl into the mic on you guys here. <laughs> oh, these early settlers and, and early, uh, I had to consecrate ex- the gut. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> these early explorers, you know, found this big hill and we're like, yeah, let's go stand up on that and figure stuff out. It's wild to me, man. I, I I'm absolutely, uh, floored that somebody took the time to, to even write about this. Yeah, and so another tradition describes a German priest who was a, a recreant uh, to his vows and came to America for uh, penance. And he found a reference to the hill in Marquette's diary and decided to take a pilgrimage. He became ill in Chicago and was paralyzed, but he reportedly found the hill, crawled to the summit on his hands, and was cured of his paralysis. Damn. Which, I know, when I had a bad back, I should have did that. Just yeah, drug myself up that hill, fixed my shit. <laughs> anytime, anytime I'm suffering from gout, I should probably just go up there and not have gout anymore. Just think about all the Taco Bell I've eaten in my life. I could have just saved my guts. And yeah, honestly, here's a, here's a question, a theory, if you will, that I'm. I think we should test out. Let's order a bunch of Taco Bell. Let's take it up to the hill. Let's eat it and see if we get diarrhea. We won't. We won't because we'll be cured of diarrhea. Of course. I mean, all that's right. the, that's. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, you got to start at the bottom of the hill, eat a ton of Taco Bell, make sure your gut's just like... Yeah, you got the gurgle gut, the old uh, rumble tummy. Let's try and see how far we make it up the hill. Yeah. And then when you get to the top, if you do make it to the top... (laughs) There'll just be shit (laughs) rolling down the hill. There'll be a shit river (laughs) all the way down the hill. (laughs) Ah, crap. I pooped my Reeboks. But it's it's a really cool place. (laughs) It's a really cool place to go and visit. And one cool thing, if you do take the Ice Age Trail, it's actually just right off the ice age trail and you can actually walk up there. sure sure and if you go into the towers i think sometimes a year if the sky is clear you can actually see the skyline of milwaukee from up in the towers. oh i'm sure because it's really just north like... of heartland and economowoc really it is because Har- the small town is hubertus by the way I right forgot to mention there that. is actually i said it oh you did okay. yeah um but the there's a couple of really 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 good restaurants in hubertus uh um i oh, god i'm not gonna be able to think of them right now but regardless there are other things for you to do while you're over there. Um, and, and you could make, like Russ said, obviously visiting Holy Hill, it'll take you quite a while to see the yeah, whole thing. It's really Explore cool. the entire thing. Um, but then at night, you know, when you get down from, uh, you know, Holy Hill, uh, you're obviously going to need something to eat. You're obviously going to want to uh, party it up a little bit, maybe get an old fashioned. The place that I'm talking about is Johnny Manhattan's. It's kind oh, of yeah, a supper sure. club. Yep. Uh I've eaten there a handful of times, and it is just absolutely fantastic food. They have great seafood and great uh, steaks and stuff. 
super high class. Uh, so, you know, maybe don't shit in your Reeboks and go there, but I'm just saying maybe have a change of clothes or something. Um, but, uh, the, like like Russ said, it is a small town, but it's kind of outside of much larger towns too, or at least within a few miles drive. Um, and and honestly, even just driving out there is gorgeous. Uh, those those kind of I don't know that any of them are technically rustic roads, but they all kind of feel like it. Uh, that you're just driving through you know old farm country, and it's uh, an amazing amazing drive. And then when you when you finally arrive at Holy Hill, and you're kind of like driving up it's fantastic I, I don't know why everything has to come back to crap on the show but yeah. do you remember in our high school there was a a, a, a kid there i don't want to say his name kevin price no kp2 kp he pooped in the hallway and touched there, a bunch there was of a, people's lockers there's another kid yeah and i don't want to say his name because i don't want to embarrass him but he crapped his pants he ran to the pool thought he could clean himself off in the pool yeah and there's crap footprints that like led from the locker room to the pool Thought he could clean himself off. Dude, if you crap your pants at school, let's just throw this out there, though. Go home. I mean... Just go. See, that's what KP did, and there was poop. But he came he back. Lived across, he lived across the street in the in the trailer parks. He came back. Yeah. That's that's what got him. And he didn't clean his shorts. Yeah, and he had socks that had poo on him, too. Yep, yep. His shoes. Sorry, Kevin Price. That was around. Kevin Price. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this other one you're talking about. I don't really uh, want to bring up Jake? his name. He, let's just say his last name had... It sounded like Convoy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, him. and it was like a, and it was a, it was like a big. It, everyone he was in my class. Yeah, and like so he crapped, ran to the pool to try to clean off. Yeah. Left a left the shit footprints all over the school. I mean, just like if look, like, and I'm gonna throw this out there. If we have younger listeners in high school that do listen to the show, which I hope you're not, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's just a bad if, show to listen to. If if you do, if you do crap your pants at school, just go home. Like just yeah. straight up go home. Well, and honestly, you could. I've had days where my gut hurt. I'm like, I'm not crapping at school. I'm just going home. Well, also, I don't think I ever pooped at high school. I've had to a few times, but usually I'm really? just like, I'm just going to go home. Like, my I don't dad ever remember being, like, I don't remember ever having any issues with, like, uh, digestion or, like, you know, upset stomach or something at school. I do. Oh, and I don't remember ever even needing to poop at school. Like, I, you know, I, like, I would pee do you like remember, twice. Do you but, remember that, like, bike cop we had? Uh, I don't remember his name. Anselone? No, it wasn't Anselone. It was the older guy. I don't remember. I got in a freaking hot pursuit while I had a whole bunch of shit gurgling in my stomach while he was on a bike trying to run to my grandma's house. I do remember what you're talking about. And now. luckily, I found a place. He to monitored hide. the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. That was and, like his whole job. And I took off running. Eventually, I got by where the the video country's at, and I yeah. jumped in the dumpster there. Fucking and he drove video past. Country. And he drove past, and then I just walked to my grandma's house. I'm like, I'm not staying at school. My stomach hurts. But by that point, I was running full speed. You mean video country over by the old middle school? Yes. Yeah. But I ran from the high school. There, yeah. Like full sprint. Well, there used to be a path. I, he was on a bike. Too. So I had to like really move. Yeah, he's old. And then I jumped in the dumpster and he just rode past and then I saw him up the street and then I just walked out of the dumpster and went to my grandma's. Did you poop in the dumpster? I should have because my stomach was yeah. in bad shape. But sorry about the crap talk, everyone. But also, Holy Hill is yeah. a great place to yeah. take a dump if you want. Yeah, and if you do go, like there was uh, multiple renovations over the years and I didn't have all of them listed here, but like they made a lot of like things and like that gothic architecture, architecture in there. If you're like a photographer, it's a great place to take like photography. And uh, even if you're up in the bell towers, yeah. you can see for miles it's just a great place to go and visit for photographers if yeah. you bring some like binoculars there's a lot of wildlife you can see and stuff yep. like in that area it's really wooded so definitely yeah. go and check it out it's an amazing space either way uh whether you're religious or or not uh it's just a really cool place and uh that 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 sort of long-standing history of 
people discovering it it's, in like the 1600s yeah, is still just absolutely I, wild. To I me. find it really interesting. Like, it, I mean, you know, how it, many times have you been there? I've been there probably three or four times. Yeah, I've only once, been there the once. Once but. for a service on Easter Sunday, and then the other times just kind of hiking around. And I went there for a girlfriend at the time. I, I'm yeah. not, to be honest, like I don't mean to be like if you guys hate me for it, but I'm not very religious to be honest. No, well, and 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 certainly I I wouldn't think to go to Holy Hill, uh, you know, I guess for like a service or anything. I always just kind of imagine it's a, uh, um, more of just a tourist place. But yeah, it it is uh, still an active church and things and yeah, um. It's definitely, you know, again, if you just got a Sunday that you, you know, you, you're looking to kill time, I think it's a great place to kind of check out. And then if you can, you know, enjoy some of the other areas around uh, Hubertus as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, great little town. And hardly in the Conwalk, too. You have a lot of things yeah. to do. So definitely yeah, go Delafield is, is Yeah, Delafield, too, far is down really nice. Too, yeah, if so. you're in the shopping, you have a lot of that over there. Yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff. So uh, it's definitely a really neat area uh, and, and one of, you know, the older pieces of uh, of land that oh, has yeah. been developed and and stuff in, in our state and now on to the music segment yeah another great song yeah and uh, this one uh, kind of as russ mentioned a little bit it is um we were kind of listening to it back and forth yeah and it's this is it's jay sund but at the same time this one is featuring uh monica martin and uh dory bavarsky and so there is a version just jay sund uh, for the song is called I Don't Care to Dance. And again, there is a uh, a solo version of this song that was released a few years ago. And then uh, this is kind of the revisitation of it uh, with a, a few other, you know, mainstream recording artists. And this song, Russ, who did you say it reminded you so, of? Like uh, the singing style a little bit like Billie Eilish, I guess, like in certain yeah. songs. But then I really like the gloominess and kind of the moodiness of the way she's singing reminds me of Billie Holiday in Gloomy yeah. Sunday a little bit. Yeah. Just, and just kind of like initially, but then the the piano composition oh, is fantastic. just unreal. It almost sounds like an old, like... Uh, com- like composition from like one of the the piano concertos, like these these people that are just uh, amazing at piano and the the haunting style, uh, uh, like you said, that quiet kind of um, emotional haunting sort of singing. The vocal style is is great. It has almost that waltz where it's like the one bass and two treble, so it's ding, 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 ding. you know what I yeah. mean? Like it almost has that like waltzy feel to it. Right, right. Which, which, like I said, it, there's like many layers upon layers inside of this song. And I mean, Dory Dory Bavarsky is known for doing film and like um, a lot of music credits and everything to his yeah. name. So I'm sure he probably helped write and compose a lot of this 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 song basically but i i just love the structure of it yeah i love that there's like an la reference and crossover to a wisconsin artist obviously i mean yeah yeah and, and just that there was interest uh to to take a song from uh this incredible wisconsin artist uh and, and to um spice it up and 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 get these individuals from like California, you know, interested in it. So it, it, you know, maybe the weekend when you when this gets released, it's not going to be this way. But today is kind of like a gloomy Sunday. Actually, it's yeah. kind of rainy out there, and this music just kind of has the vibes of today for me. At least. Yeah, yeah, and it uh, they definitely reference uh, the the gin with the tonic and uh, one so of my favorite drinks. Good. By the way, that's gin my, tonic, that's my favorite drink. Gin yeah. and basil too. I love gin Hen- and basil. Hendrix gin with the with the with you know just any Schweppes you know tonic or do you something. like do you like beef eater? 
I do. I like beef eater a lot. Beef I, eater and tonic, and then I like the with basil. Yeah, and I've had a few different other. I've had a lavender one too, which was kind of yeah. interesting. But yeah, I think the uh, the Hendrix kind of more traditional gin is uh, cucumber and like rose is uh, is like the main kind of floral notes there, and uh, it's amazing. I, I think it, it pairs really well with. Uh, a tonic and it I, just works i love juniper like i love the scent of, of juniper yeah, I love gin the is taste. always gonna have that juniper yeah it's literally yeah. just like a liqueur with juniper basically yeah, but it's yep. so delicious like, basically tastes like a pine tree if you get some really shitty gin <laughs> if you get really bad gin yeah yeah for sure when you do rail gin if you if the dice falls off the you bar know, people always like say like tanqueray is kind of like just one up above i actually like tanqueray though i don't it's really refreshing tasting that's why i like it's a like crisp yeah and i like the flavor of it I'm not a huge fan. Uh, Aviator is also still kind of like, I know that it was, who was it? Ryan something? Not Ryan Gosling. Who? Someone. There's a a, a big actor that was a, a part Ryan. of. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Who was the guy that played uh, um, Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. The Canadian. It was Aviator Gin. The good old Canadian day. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's a part of it anymore. I'm pretty sure have he you, sold off. Have you but... ever heard him talk? He's like truly Canadian. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, let's head to the car there. We'll boot. And yeah. like all kinds of stuff. He does. A, like he's super Canadian. He owns a a, a soccer club. Oh, in, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. A football club, I should say, actually. I heard he's actually a pretty good person yeah. in life, too. And, and, so, like, and, that's cool. So he that with, uh, I think, Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny. Oh, wow. They, they bought uh, this club together, and they just won the championship. Um, so I think... I don't know if this is one of those ones where they get, you know, sent up to the Premier League or what what the case is, but very cool that, you know, within a, a couple of uh, years of owning this football club, they completely turned it around. And, and uh, uh, so, th- th- like I said, that, that kind of ties back in because that's the Aviator Gin. Aviator Gin, uh, like I said, this song references a gin and tonic. Um, yeah. Absolutely like, love it. Pulling back into the right lane after drunk yeah. driving here. Coming uh, back me, onto the me, show. Here let we me, go. <laughs> let me go 70 instead of 50 and let me go ahead and turn on my lights. Um, amazing song. This is called I Don't Care to Dance featuring Monica Martin and Dory Bavarsky. I don't care to dance. You know this I have told you I don't dance. But the music and your beauty, well, it moved me, so I take you by the hand. But you will have to leave, so we start to move. The tonic that is mixed up with the gin. the room begins to spin Mm, I'm happy to be near you and you laugh as I stare down at my feet holy mother of the humble and the weak you gently lift my chin so
amazing just like kind of really relaxing and chill to listen to it's yeah. really nice it, it, again it's just a really nice composition it's a really nice vocal work there i believe that's monica martin who's singing um and knock the boys down a peg yeah which is good yeah and, and like i said there is a version uh where it is just je sund um uh, and that's great itself this is more of the dream version is what they call it uh on uh, apple itunes there um but the the music itself is absolutely amazing. It's one of those things that I could see myself just throwing on a classical album that sounds just like that with no vocals at all, and and being very excited to listen to that. It's a it's a very smooth, easy, relaxing kind of thing, and then you throw in those haunting, um, emotional vocals. Yeah, it's it, fantastic. It is. Uh, the whole the whole thing uh, as a, as a sum of its you know all of its parts is fantastic. I, I can't say enough about uh, um, how good that is. I know it's not going to be for everybody, um, but that's that's the whole point. Like, right. is to get the eclectic music taste, right. like and open open up if you if you can, and just try to find more from Je Sund uh, because as we mentioned before, uh, he has a, a, quite a bit of uh, dates here coming up. Um, like we said, we've got a few that are, uh, uh, kind of up in Appleton. Uh, the, uh, June 20th is Appleton. That's a Tuesday stone arch brew pub. Then you've got, uh, lacrosse, uh, Wisconsin in uh, June on the 24th, uh, at a place called the root note. Then you got Menominee at brewery Nonick. Uh, and then you've got, um, the spring green one that, at the shitty barn that we were talking about. That's in July. Uh, you've got Milwaukee, Wisconsin at Anodyne in July. You've got Fort Atkinson Cafe Carp in July. 
Eau Claire uh, at the UME in July. Um, and then, of course, like I said, Mile of Music Fest uh, in Appleton. Um, that's also at the beginning of August there, uh, the first weekend in August. It is absolutely a fantastic time. If you can, go out and see uh, this live performance. I Again, I, I have not seen him live yet, but the one thing that I, I'm looking forward to most and, and eagerly awaiting is to see just how this works live. I, I think that that's one of those things that, as a musician myself, I love to hear records because that's one version of the band, right? Is the, I'm in a studio and we have to perfect this thing to put it onto uh, tape. But then there's the live version where there is no save. There's no uh, uh, do-overs. It's you're on stage, you're live and you're performing. So you have to be very good at what you're doing. And I just, I'm, I'm so excited to have the opportunity to see uh, this live performance. I know you are as well. Yeah, I hope we can make um, the, at least the Cafe Carp one. I would I'm love to be able to go it. up to Mile of Music as well this year. I don't know what my plans will allow for, but the Mile of Music uh, is is fantastic um, and gives you a great opportunity to see a bunch of stuff. But, of course, the Cafe Carp one in Fort uh, is going to be fantastic. Oh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm open that Friday, so I think you and I should I think we'll absolutely get together and, and go out to that one for sure. And uh, now, are you thirsty? Oh, you bet. Okay. Well, then. Even though I've been drinking this entire goddamn time. Of course. Time, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm still thirsty, though. It doesn't stop. Good, good. I haven't good. quenched my thirst 100% here. So, yeah, actually. Get it. Talking about Appleton, by the way, um, we stopped over at the Appleton Beer Factory and picked up a session IPA called Yelling Guy. Yelling Guy! Hey! Stop yelling. The kids are screaming. Hey! But yeah, the yelling guy, um, it's it's pretty cool. Like I saw the label and it was pretty interesting. It has like a guy like basically on a bike yelling and it says woo. So like Rick oh. I had a Ric Flair vibes going on. Rick it kinda has Flair. like a nineties like vibe to it, like purples and like that light teal woo. color. Woo. So it's immediately when I saw that, you know me, I love Ric Flair. I had a pick. The nature boy. Dude, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah. And he was a yelling guy. Wheeling dealing. Airplane stealing. stealing. Yep. I love Ric Flair. And this one is a session IPA, so it's kind of a lighter one after our last episode where we were drinking a uh, pretty heavy duty, 13.4% ABV, which is pretty intense. This one's coming in at 4.3% ABV, 28 IBUs, so low on the IBU scale. Yeah. Obviously IPA, not going to... Well, actually... It'll have some bitterness. You think this one be a little higher? That's pretty crazy for an um, IPA, 28 IBU. It's not yeah, very bitter. Right. But let's taste it and find out what's going on here. (laughs) Absolutely. And I already have been, and it is wicked good. Yeah, so actually... A wicked kick to the crotch. I guess I can see that 28 IBU. So it's actually not very bitter, which is kind of crazy. Has um, a lot of, I guess would be um, Armarillo hops, kind of, um, I think they're called Econaut hops in it. Sure. Which is kind of what I'm getting. And you're getting like the, the, the smell and the flavors from that. So you're kind of getting a little bit of a citrus hint. From that that hop cone, if right. you will. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's just kind of a smooth drinking IPA. It's not overly bitter. It's almost I don't know if I'd characterize it as an IPA. Like it has like that bitterness and the hoppiness, but really, but the, it's light. It's it's, it's, it's held back. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not what I would consider to be like a super traditional IPA. Um, I, I generally I think IPA, and I'm I'm thinking this is definitely going to have 
the bitterness. I'm going to yeah. get hop like crazy. But like you said, this is it's definitely not, more malty. Yeah, you're getting more of the malty. And like, even on the website, it, this, it says this beer will make you yell. Woo! Ric Flair, one of my heroes. Wow. So obviously I, I love this beer. Um, yeah. Just because of that reason, I guess. And I think this is actually our first from uh, this brewery. Yeah, well. I don't know how new it is. I've actually never heard of it. Um, just kind of heading up in that area. I was like, I might as well just grab one to try. And, right, um, right. Anytime you're passing by you know, I one of to, these, yeah, you, you got to try something. Yeah, like when I when I travel for work, a lot of times I like to stop and just get a growler of something to bring home. Like I just stop in really quick and just try to find something. Go fill in, it, take a take growler. Take it home and then bring it to our show. Is usually what I Buy a growler. And when I travel, it's like any place in Wisconsin that we do go, I try to grab something from that city that I'm in, right. like La Crosse or wherever I'm at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this is... Uh, this is right up there with all the other uh, uh, amazing beers that we've had. It's kind of cool to see that uh, uh, Wisconsin is just continuing to to pop up, you know, new stuff oh, and, yeah. and continuing to innovate. You know, this it, this culture that uh, you would think, since all the ingredients are practically the same, how could how could anything be super different? But yet it is. I'm I'm glad breweries are like sustainable, especially after like COVID. I'll shut like so yeah. many things down. I'm glad like breweries haven't really shut down because I'd. I'd be pretty bummed about it. I mean, Captain Pabst was one of the ultimate, um, you know, casualties of COVID-19, but like. And and there have been a few. Some really smaller um, ones. Carbon 4 saved. Um, uh, Alice Island. A- a- Alice Island. And, and that was a, Alice Island announcing that they were going to close. That's big. A, we, that's huge. That, that hit. But then a lot of their business too was inside dining, you know, so it's right. kind of, it's probably pretty hard. Their, but their that was tasting my... room was, was absolutely fantastic. And that was the other, you know, the other side of things is, you know, with a lot of these uh, breweries, you know, they could do take home stuff, uh, fill a growler, they could start selling six packs and stuff. But um, the, the business side of it, uh, sustaining, you know, uh, when when a lot of your revenue came from also like the dining aspect is that was tough, and and I'm glad to see that at least you know most of them were were able to 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 salvage uh, some some bit of of business, and and they're still rocking and rolling. And now I'm starting to see that more of these places are also hosting like live music and comedian stuff. And that will only help. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Just adds another another texture to the business, you know. Right. And yeah, like Ellis Island was a huge blow to me because like I I'm not a huge fan of flying to be honest. I've been on many planes, but like when you're on like a flight that's like ten hours or something, if you're going overseas or you know sixteen hours if you're going pretty far, like Mexico I think was eight. But I I used to stop at Ellis Island and just get smashed (laughs) before I'd go on a plane because I do not like flying. I hate everything about it. I hate being next to somebody. I hate the pressure from the cabin. It's like I just want to be drunk. Yeah, the thing I don't want to remember it. The thing that gets me every single time in a plane is my ears. My ears for some reason every single time they they the pressure just kills my ears and then for the next day or two is like it's like I'm hearing with like earmuffs on for the next two or three days. So and you're so cramped in that seat. Yeah, like that's the thing. And like my knees start hurting. Like yeah. sitting on my ass for that long. Start hurts. to get like restless legs. Yeah, the for whole sure. Time like too. I just want to get up and walk back and forth and pace because I just can't take yeah. it anymore. Sometimes I feel like I could push my feet directly through the floor. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I start to just get really tense and starting to push on everything, and, it, <laughs> yeah. and it, you start to hear like the side of the plane cracking because I'm just moving my elbow through. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not a huge fan of flying, but but that was a huge blow. Honestly, mostly, and I know this is going to take a turn here, but 
mostly because I don't like to use bathrooms on planes. And so my biggest fear is that I'm going to have to take a dump on a plane. <laughs> that's That sucks. I can't do it. I just get so drunk that I don't remember the flight. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> hit your britches. I just I just shit, dude. I wear a diaper. No, honestly, I just, just get kidding. so blackout drunk that I just shit my pants and, and everybody around me is just complaining, but a, I'm cool. Keep an extra set of Depends on the luggage and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> In your carry-on? Yeah, just, yeah. Sir, uh, it appears that your carry-on is just baby wipes and diapers. <laughs> Are you flying with a kit? No, that's for me. Uh, you know how they have like the space restriction. You can, you can crumple some diapers down into a pretty small oh, square yeah. if you need to. So. Yep. What's crinkling in there? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah. Sir, did you vacuum seal <laughs> a bunch of diapers into a thing? Yeah, I did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I actually did. I'm yeah, sorry. as soon as I cut that thing open, it's gonna open up like a king size mattress. But <laughs> just shoot diapers <laughs> yeah, in yeah, directions. Yeah. But. It's gonna it's gonna be like you uh, opened an inflatable boat right here. <laughs> as soon as I cut open this pack of diapers that I brought. <laughs> <laughs> but again, check out Yelling Guy from the Appleton uh, Beer Factory. Super and, amazing place too to just go and check out. And while you're up there in Appleton, maybe time it out so that you're there for a mile of music. Definitely check it out. And and that's gonna be the the best set of uh, of weekend plans you're going to have in August. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. It's time for our infamous segment called How Many Locos You At? And loco it is. Uh, the headline of this article is Two Officers from Racine County Arrested on suspicion of drunk snowmobiling. Snow WI, bro. The old Snow WI. And this guy is definitely drunk. There's no way he's not drunk. I'm looking at this picture and his I know those. His eyes are red as shit. I know those eyes. This oh, guy, he can't even keep his eyes open. He's done. He's ready yeah. to take a nap. This guy's like, I'm drunk, bro. Yeah, there is absolutely no doubt in any of our minds that these guys are definitely right. drunk. So. Racine. Two law enforcement officers are under investigation within their departments after both were cited on suspicion of drunken snowmobiling during an off-duty excursion to northern Wisconsin. I mean, what do you do, though, when you go to Hurley? You drink and see some strippers. Right. Leave these guys alone. Yeah, you, you snowmobile everywhere because you can. There's, you know, always feet of snow and you drink. So, And they're in the Eagle River, too, so they're taking that road across probably to Hurley to oh, go yeah. see some boobs. Absolutely. Vanilla-scented sparkles on the old Tatas and glitter on the cheeks. Yeah, the and you old... go home and tell your wife you're just you had a candle yeah. that burned next to your face. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have so much why do you have so much glitter on your we face? We stopped at Bed Bath know. Beyond on the way home, hon, yeah, and we... I just had to try them before I bought them for you. Yeah. Works every time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. So Racine County Sheriff, um it's a lieutenant uh and a Racine police investigator uh were arrested February eleventh in Eagle River. Uh according to a police report um, the uh, lieutenant refused to uh, submit a breathalyzer test, uh, but the investigator was found to have a 0.14 blood alcohol content, Ooh. nearly double the uh, the legal limit here in Wisconsin. Um, and that's for both driving uh, any snowmobiles. Vehicle, yeah. I believe, yeah. So the uh, report also states that uh, both the investigator and the lieutenant. Uh, flash their police credentials before either were asked for identification. So basically they were just trying to get ahead of the thing and, and say, Hey, we're cops. Maybe that'll just get them to go away. Uh, both are actually now facing non-criminal traffic citations for operating a snowmobile while intoxicated uh, in Villas County. 
which is north of Rhinelander near Lake Superior. Which we know where Eagle River is. I mean, what uh, what yeah. is our friends over in Eagle River? The um, the uh, winter metery is that what it is something old man winter meter it's something a metery like up there i can't remember yeah, yeah. white winter metery that's white winter yeah. yeah yeah that's the one over Eagle river um yeah we had them on one of the first yeah, few one, episodes yeah well, early like on one of the first yeah i was really impressed when i was tasty ass mead when too. we were staying up there i stopped in there i was like i gotta oh I mean, yeah. you have to it's yeah. especially eagle river like there's not a ton there it's essentially beer but it's it's better i think yeah it's more like honey it's, it's good it's great it is good it's got a good flavor to it. But anyway, um, I, apparently they tried to reach out to the uh, investigator uh, contacting him at his home to uh, discuss the incident, but he had declined. Um, he said, respectively, I don't have anything to say. Which it's really um, like what is really bizarre, though, is like anyone on those trails, if you pull them over, there's probably liquor in their system. Oh, yeah. 100%. Which is it sucks that they got caught because everyone up there is drunk when you're on the snowmobile trail. I, I just I sort of imagine anytime I see anybody on a snowmobile or like on a boat, they're definitely drinking at any given moment. Those people could be pulled over and probably arrested and cited for, you know, drinking and driving. <clears throat> That's just my personal uh, view on it. I, I just imagine that everybody's out there just enjoying uh, and and along with that goes, you know, drinking at, some sort of libation. At you know? a .14, even on a snowmobile, though, it's suspicious that he even got pulled over. Because that's, like, not that bad, really. That's, like, three beers deep. Must have got him. You yeah. Know? Must've, I, I mean, he must have did something that, like... Really violated, like, the rules of Yeah, because, uh, really, that's, like, only three drinks for, like, a normal-sized yeah. guy. So... The, uh, the other officer could not be reached for comment. That was the lieutenant. Uh, they could not get him to even say anything about it because uh, they couldn't reach him. Now, both officers, they live in the town of Burlington in western Racine County. We know where that's at. Really yeah, close to our hometown. Yep. Yeah. So neither Racine County Sheriff uh, Christopher Schmaling nor Racine Police Chief Maurice Robinson could be reached for comment. Those are both, I believe, uh, officers or, or, or bosses uh, of them, of yes, them superiors yes. to them. Uh, although both of their departments issued statements regarding the arrests, uh, apparently that was uh, just done, uh, obviously, to get ahead of it. The, the police uh, department or the sheriff's office uh, basically just trying to put out some sort of a public information for it. Um, but I think both officers uh, are on leave right now. Uh, oh, they are continuing dang. to collect paychecks while on leave. but Because they're, they're still investigating the issue. Right. So. Um, the sheriff has nothing further to say regarding the issue. Uh, one of the uh, other sheriff's uh, office uh, uh, individuals had said, um, basically at this point, what we've got is uh, a couple of um, elder. I mean, they're both probably about 50. Uh, both of the individuals that were involved here in this incident and um, not good. Actually, one of them's 38. The other one's 50. Okay. So, I'm thinking, man. I mean, we we got the amount. We got. We have, the, we have one of them. One of them is at point one four. Which so like, I think we can probably say really that the other isn't one's that bad. Close. He must have did something that like like did something to like not obey trail signs. Yeah. Or going through a stop sign. Or it something. looks like it looks like that's the case. Is that okay. they they appeared to be running through stop signs on so they're just trails. whipping down probably right. to get to their site wherever they were staying. They were keeping it fucking shit canned wide open, and they were just flying through stop yeah. signs and stuff. Which yeah, I mean that definitely on a trail is bad. Uh, you could you could really you could really hurt somebody if you're 
if you've got your snowmobile pegged wide open and you're just blowing through stop signs out there on the trail, you could end up really hurting someone. You know, like I like I love snowmobiling by the way, but like it literally seems like you're working on the snowmobile more than it actually works. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? Like, all it's of them. Like, all of them are like. My that. brother-in-law has had snowmobiles uh, the whole time I've known him, and it always seems like he's got it. It's Jacked all, up in the garage doing something oh, to it. Oh, man. And, like, dude, they, they start on fire all the time. I mean, I don't know about the newer ones, but I know, like, the 90s players, indies and stuff, had, like, notorious for starting on fire and having all kinds of issues. And those are some of, like, the most popular ones. The players indie line has been uh, it, around for a long time. And, it, you know, when you're up in the middle by Eagle River, you're you're there's nothing around. Like you got to travel quite a ways, so if you get broken down, you have to have to find like flag another snowmobile. Well, somebody's going to tow you. You know that's. But I mean, essentially, the the so you're going to have to hook up to somebody else's snowmobile and get dragged behind them, which is not a fun thing to do. I mean, when like even like the saying up north is literally Polaris to poles. Like that's what you're doing up there. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like I said, I think you know both of these individuals know far better than to do this. I mean, as an officer, you probably like higher regard of the law too. You, you know? would you would hope, and honestly, we we've talked about this before on on numerous other shows. Uh, this is there first- are corrupt people in every single uh, profession. Um, it just really sucks when you see a police officer who's corrupt because they are so they're they're so highly regarded to be the ones that uphold the law and and protect safety. And yet, here we are with some of them who are, you know, getting absolutely annihilated and and still driving these uh, these reckless machines. Again, they are great. They're great for travel, especially in Wisconsin. I I I think anybody who lives in northern Wisconsin should absolutely own a snowmobile because there are moments where you probably can't leave your house on anything other than a snowmobile. And a lot of times in the cities, even when there's like the snow is really heavy, people yeah. use them to go to the store and shit. Absolutely, because it's a better it's a better mode of transportation on snow. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it, but maybe, maybe you should not be drinking when you're doing it. It's it's the same as if you were in a car. So you probably shouldn't. I understand people do, and there is a legal limit of which you can be, but uh, that doesn't mean you're you're really that safe. We've had this show for a few years now. This might be our first snow WI though. I think we've we had may a lawn, have. We've I think had, we may have had one other. Maybe one. we. I know we had like a lot of lawnmower dudes where they go into the lawnmowers, road. motorcycles, Mo- yeah, uh, for sure, yeah, mopeds and things, but. I think, you know, it, it just really sucks because you think uh, you, you think of them to be, you know, just better individuals and, and better citizens. And, and yet, you know, here they are. And and if, and the fact that they flashed their credentials yeah, before like, even being asked for any identification. Like, let me go because I am a right. cop. That's be- I'm that like you. So treat me better. You know? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I got a number. I mean, we got kind of we only have data for one of them, which is that point one four. So I think we should just go off that to figure yeah. out the loco if that's yeah, cool yeah. Thing. And I and I think we should just do it as individuals. I don't think we should combine these. No, it's just gonna be. I single. think they're both gonna be around the same anyway. Um, I mean, I already have a number like yeah. off the bat. So I think I got one. So three, two, one, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, I was going eight. So eight and a half. Yeah. I, I I mean, in this case, we have enough data. I'll come down. I'll I'll just be at an eight. Just go eight. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking eight loco, two cans. I mean, they're definitely buzzed. The problem that they broke the law and they had a, like over the legal limit is what got them. To yeah. be honest, because like point one four, you can still function pretty well on that. Even though you could get a DUI, you can still function very well. Well, and and the thing is too, you know, the the one officer uh, chose to not. Uh, submit to a preliminary breath test he refused which in the state of wisconsin you do have the right to do that however it means an automatic uh uh, uh, 
re- revocation of your license. So until that court date, he's at, at he's automatically uh, uh, sur- surrendering his his right to drive essentially. Um, and and no matter what 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 ends up happening is you get arrested, and it, more than likely, more often than not, they're gonna uh, submit for a um, a blood sample, and and that's gonna be um, like issued by the court that, you know, we're going to get your blood no matter what. So, because preliminary breath tests are not admissible in court anyway. So that 0.14, no one's ever going to talk about that in the court of law, but those blood samples, uh, there is a warrant that's, uh, that's issued by the court to get that. And that's going to be admissible. So no matter what, this guy's pretty much fucked. And yeah, and the thing is, they're going to be let go from their jobs. They're never going to work in, in law enforcement again. And was this all worth it? Yeah, you know what? You know what's really nuts is like they drive a public vehicle. So like because the the way that the law works, you can't drive public vehicles. I believe if you do get a DUI, like if you are in the public, like if you drive truck, even like you can't, like for insurance purposes, yeah, you, they won't. Trucks insurance. are even worse if you have a a CDL. Point oh four. Yeah, it's like yeah. a half a beer. Pretty a much. CDL is is a very uh, important thing. If you have one the last thing you want to do is drink and drive because the minute you lose that CDL, you'll never get it back. Yeah. For sure. There is no such thing as, as well, it's been 10 years now I can get, no, you lose that ability for the rest of your life to have that CDL. And I think using any public vehicle, I think it's pretty much pretty, yeah. pretty close to the same thing. Yeah. Basically a County issued vehicle mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah. So eight local Eric, sell the gavel on these two officers. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.